1: Today, we are going to talk about the mystical side of Christianity. And I have here Michael Maciel, who is a priest in the Holy Order of Mans, and I'll have him explain this. And he is also an author of a number of books um, The uh, World Priest, which is most of what we're going to talk about today, as well as The Five Vows. And he has a book on his website, The Shadow, which um, I actually haven't delved into yet. But uh, we're going to have him here talking about the mystical side of Christianity. And uh, Michael, thank you so much for being here. Um, I really am fascinated by this side. Having grown up Catholic, I've talked about that on the show, having grown up Catholic, I always wondered about the energy side and the mystical side. So um, can you tell me, though, a little bit about how did you get here and how did you learn all of this and the yeah. priesthood?
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Bart. Um Well, I, I grew up in Reno, Nevada, and I was uh, an altar boy at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, in uh, w- which is the archdiocese, I guess for you know for that area. And um, I have an aunt who or had an aunt who was a nun for like sixty years. Wow. I didn't really grow up in in a like my my mother was not Catholic and she was divorced early on. So my whole experience with the Catholic Church, other than knowing my aunt, was about three or four years in in grade school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but those were formative years, and and I can just remember being in those services and being in the cathedral and just getting a sense of the awe of it and and i you know you have to be open to the mystery which i don't like that that term i think mm-hmm. it's just being open to the presence and and i don't even like to say the presence of god because god is such a funny word you know everybody I... has a definition of that mm-hmm. but, but everybody has a sense of the presence and whether it's in nature, or whether it's when you go within yourself, mm. or whether it's a nighttime sky, or in a dream, there's so many. The t- larger
1: than us.
2: The larger than us, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And, and even like walking up to the rim of the of the Grand Canyon, you know, it's it's like whoa, this is big, and that that breaks you open. You know, it breaks. I you. haven't
1: had that. Opportunity, I never oh, have,
2: never get the chance. It, it takes yeah. your breath away, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that's there, what
1: I've heard. <laughs> yes, yes, and, yeah.
2: and there, there, are inner experiences like that, or somebody might say something that makes a connection for you that connects you more to yourself, mm-hmm. to the to the unseen part of you, right. and it stops you. You know, it's like it's it's as though a door opens up inside of you, and you feel the spaciousness hmm and and you you even if you don't go it go through the door you can as you walk by it you know so to speak yeah you can feel it and so that's what i mean by the presence
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what my work is about i i i try to to uh to awaken that within people because i i've yet to meet anyone who hasn't experienced that and so it's like it's like there are ways to to do that intentionally to you know you make yourself available and you go in and you look for it and and when you find it then you you go farther in and farther in and then your life starts to change
1: but how did you go there so you here you're an altar boy in St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Well besides <laughs> and you end up a priest in the yeah. holy order of man's. Right,
2: right. Well, besides stealing sips of wine from the <laughs> <Christian> <laughs> Well, Lord, that was a rate
1: of passage, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
0: right,
2: right. Um yeah, it was just uh, you know, through prayer mostly. Um, you know, when you really get a sense of that presence and you start talking to it with it. And uh, then eventually you open up enough and you start getting guidance, you know, in internal guidance. And um, that's when, see, I want
1: to go sideways right here. I want you to explain man's, but then I also want to say, does prayer work? (laughs)
2: You know, <laughs>
1: Which will bring us sideways, right there, you know.
2: Oh well, well, there, you know, there are a couple of different kinds of prayer. You know, well, one is like devotional prayer, where you just open your heart and and you 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 get a sense of that presence, in the greater reality, and you just express gratitude and love and a longing to become one with it, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's that's devotional prayer. And then the other kind of prayer is where you, uh, I think the technical term for it is intercessory prayer, where you pray for other people, uh, whether living or dead. And and you just, you ask that presence to, you know, to guard and protect and to guide and to heal uh, any number of, you know, whatever the person needs. And, and of course, you're guided by, you know, your own uh, spirit to, uh to as far as what you ask, but you you kind of put yourself as a go-between
0: where mm-hmm.
2: you you're saying, you know, I want help for this person and you let that that consciousness move through you to the person because it's like you put yourself as a as a uh, uh, a contact point. For, so you
1: don't for- think it goes the other way where I'm going to the larger, the greater, saying please help that person
2: and well it's it's both it's like yeah. it, it's just like in everyday life if i come to you and i ask you for a favor i have to ask but then i receive the favor right mm-hmm. so it's a two it's a two step process you ask for what you want and then you you receive it but but you know it's it's funny how uh, you know how they say men never ask for directions
1: <laughs> 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 yep some people, people, I find a lot of women don't ask either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well,
2: well, you know, some kids are like that. When they grow up, they won't ask for things. And and it's really uh there's an energy shift in a person mm-hmm. when they ask. When you really ask, you know you open up. You open up to receive, right? yeah. And if you have a hard time asking, then then that can really get in the way of, of of praying because because there has to be a real asking mm-hmm. and and opening up. But then there is also the receiving, what you ask for. So so the, it's all energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all a movement of energy, and you're dealing with something that knows everything. It's all intelligent, right. uh, but you have to specify what you want.
1: But now when, when praying, mm-hmm. um, you are asking the great, I'm going to call it the greater cause that seems to work for me. <laughs> you were right. asking the greater intelligence or the greater energy or God or, you know, right. um, for let's say help for somebody else. Does your energy in the ask also send that help? Does your yeah. energy become part of God's energy or God's energy become part of your energy?
0: Well, so it God doesn't to, have
1: to go to there and then back out. It's somehow energetically vibrationally.
2: It's like God has to have something to work through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You see? So, and you're it, right? I mean, because it's your care and concern for the person that is the, the asking i mean you have the feeling and so that's the the uh the channel through which that help's going to come so w- w- nothing ever comes to us uh, you know through from the infinite to to another person without being shown like light through our lens right it comes through us so so we have that that's why we have to to make sure our hearts in the right place mm-hmm. that That we're not asking uh, for something for somebody else because it's going to benefit us. You see, we don't have. That's a
1: hard thing to do with humans because we're so complex. Oh, yeah. You know, so a kid might be asking God to heal his mother. Well, it's for his mother. It's for him. It's for his family. It's, it's for the permission note he needs for school. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's we're so complex. You know? Yeah, right. And none of us is a
2: saint, right? So, so mm. we're not going to be completely uh, clean of in of that. Right. Right. But and that's okay. You know, that's really okay because because it's us, right? And we're involved in the process because it's a person we love or a person we care about and and so that's going to be there but we just try to keep it as clean as possible and and this is where you know people talk about black magic who is the extreme opposite of that right it's where you know you want a job and so but somebody already has a job so you use this same kind of of, of mental uh, um, technique to uh, get that person out of that job so that you can have it that's a, that's not a good idea because that creates all kinds of rever, reverberations that you will have to uh, uh, pay the price for.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, in doing that, so in a way, we're at, we're again when we're praying for someone else, good. <laughs> we're uh-huh. praying for someone else. We are asking the greater the the you know God um, to help that person but yeah. we and i think this is my stumbling block so bear with me in yeah. going out to someone else or another to to who has the power now if i want to do something negative like get somebody out of a job so i can have that job isn't that other also a censor
2: well see there there will always be someone there to accommodate you in whatever you want, right? I mean, just because, uh, you know, people die or go through transition and they're, and they're on the other side, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're a saint either, right? So so there are all kinds of beings, just like on this side, there you find all kinds of people, both ethical and unethical, selfish and unselfish. You, you, there, you, you can find that element on the other side as well. So, and and this is uh, this is where the path of purity comes in. Where you, you know, we we go through stages of character development where we we learn to be unselfish, right? Just as mm-hmm. a, a little child, two year olds are the epitome of selfishness, mm-hmm. right? And and
1: an uh, honesty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: but but we have to be um, socialized. Right, mm-hmm. and we have to learn how to uh, not just make everything about ourselves, and and to learn how to to be with other people, and yeah. to sometimes sacrifice what we want for the sake of someone else. Right. So, and that all goes into character development, and so so as we perfect ourselves in that, and we just want to be good people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and that's that's really, but. The thing I found is that good people, who you know, who've done this kind of work for a long time, for however many lifetimes, they've they've just honestly and, and sincerely desired to be a good person. The hardest thing for them is to realize that there are people who are not good people. Right. Right. Because there are people out there that can be, you know, pretty malicious and mm-hmm. and. You know, sociopathic, psychopathic the, You know, all those It psych- is
1: hard to understand To to
2: it really is, yeah.
1: to accept the reality of these people yes, It really it's, is very it's difficult
2: painful because your heart's open And you don't want to let that in, right? Mm-hmm. it just feels like, you know like And something. they
1: masquerade often as normal people
2: <laughs> Oh, they're very good at they it right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah kind
2: of The definition of a sociopath is They can be very, very charming
1: Mm-hmm
2: or in a narcissist, I'm not a psychologist, so you know I I use those terms, you know, much like any layperson would.
1: Right. right. But
2: From what little bit of reading I've done and people that that I know who are therapists, they you know they they say that you know watch out, watch out for those people because they will use you and they, oh, they will, will manipulate and they
1: know how, how to do it well. You know, I, you're well into it before you realize, you know, yeah, yeah it's so, a one way street kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so in my spiritual work, and when I, you know, train other people in this, it's like, you know, get purity down, and and that means when you go within and you're you're seeking uh, divine guidance, which, you know, is a broad, very loose term, mm-hmm. you're seeking help from somebody who is close enough to the earth plane that they can that they can help you. You always make sure that they are a good person, right? Right. Check their energy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've you've run into those kinds of disincarnations. Uh-huh. You know, and been things.
1: and been well down the road before I realized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to say though, when um, I and I've said often to a lot of people that Catholics don't pray; they negotiate. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it seems like, and it might be because that was. You know, I had a lot of prayers, but the ones that really mattered were definitely negotiation. You right. know, I'll be good if, you know, I'll go to I'll go to church forever if you know. <laughs> it, was uh, yeah. you know? it was a negotiation, you know, it was a negotiation.
2: My favorite example of uh of prayer is um in the New Testament, I forget where it is, I don't memorize the Bible, but but I have my favorite stories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's where the woman comes. In the middle of the night, banging on the door of her landlord, and this is how it's put in the in the story, she says, "My children are hungry. I need some bread." Well, inside the guy says, "Go away, woman. This it's late. Mm-hmm. We're in bed. Just don't bother me. Go away." Bang, 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 bang. My children are hungry. I need some bread. Go away, please, for God's sake, go away. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, and this it pretty much puts it just, just to get rid of her, he gets up and gives her some bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so rather than negotiate, you know, like, God, if you do this, I'll do that. It's like, God, give me this. I need this. Mm-hmm. Give it to me now. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> and if you don't get it, it's bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and then
1: if you don't get it, did you do it wrong? Did you uh, pray wrong? Right,
2: right. <laughs> well, you know, where that shows up most, I think, is when uh, if if we think we want something, but we're not willing to give up what's getting in the way of getting what we want, right? Because we have some attachment. Mm-hmm. Like, like we may want uh, to be happier at work, but we're unwilling to leave the job that we have. Yeah. So if you really to pray, take that
1: chance on a yes, yeah, yes. on being happy, yeah, it takes
2: courage to pray for something new, because something new means something old has to go.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're going from familiar to unfamiliar. Oh yeah, it's always
2: the worst. Yeah, unknown is scary. So. I know. So that's what keeps us locked in, usually, to a particular rut. You know, the rut that we're in is is you know better the devil you know than the devil you don't know, right? As the saying goes. So, so a lot of people, and they'll pray for something new, but they just are not willing to let go of the old. So, and is
1: do you think there's an overall plan for you here? during this lifetime that let's say if you're praying for a Maserati you know <laughs> but you know in reality you're going to move to a city where you don't want a a, phone, a car but car. you don't know that yet you know <laughs> so you're not going to get your Maserati i mean is it can that happen where there's an overall plan and this doesn't fit into the plan
2: well you know i think that the plan is our plan
1: right? yeah
2: yeah, and and I, I, mean, have, I
1: do too. That we planned it before we got here. I think.
2: Yeah, and it's and it does, and the plan usually doesn't have to do with things or circumstances. The plan has to do with the development of our soul and the characteristics that are, you know our, our character. You know mm-hmm. what do, what do we want to do if if we you know do we want to be a musician and and like that would be a circumstance. What the inner part of the hand inside that glove is. I want to be creative. Mm-hmm. I want to experience the joy of creativity. And I want it to I want to do it through the medium of sound, you know, which would be a musician. Right. But, but that would be just almost the same as being a visual artist, right? Because because the most real part of that soul desire is to be creative.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, what if you don't have talent? You know. Well,
2: then, you know, well, creativity is not the only, you know, soul desire. It could be a desire to serve. You mm-hmm. know, I really want to be of help. You know, so you might be an ambulance driver or, you know, an, an EMT or, or a, a right. paramedic or, or a nurse or a doctor or or even a research scientist. I, mm-hmm. I just want to be of help. Or the soul desire is I want to create. I want to build. You know, so I want to make things. So you, that that would take you right into engineering or into construction or to architecture or Mm -hmm. or cook, you know, Or
1: Legos.
2: Or Legos, (laughs) right. That would be the early expression of that, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because some people have that in spades. They they just, that's all they're interested in and they want to do it. And so, so there are lots of different soul desires. And I think we would find that, you know, I think there are categories of, of personality that, you know, we find it in numerology or astrology in the tarot that we, we find that there are different segments of the, of a one personality and, and each soul is, is working with one or more of those segments or categories. And then once, once they get that, a feeling of really having a, uh, explored that and really gotten it then they might move on to something else you mm-hmm. see but it's all it's all like um it's like a buffet and and it's like a, a it's it, it, there's more a spirit of exploration than there is a spirit of duty or obligation yeah. right or karma you know it's like it's like a kid in a candy store walks in and, and like, there is so much here to eat.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're done by halfway down the first aisle. Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
2: But, the, but yeah. the thing is, we get to come back,
1: right? Yeah.
2: I they, know. Well, oh, I've tried that. I'm going to try this over here this time, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where. I'm
2: going to try, you know, caramel. (laughs) And
1: that's where I find um, that maybe you don't have the desire to be a musician if you also don't have the talent, because you didn't wire it in on the way in. It's not part of the experience you designed to have during this lifetime. But then again, if so, you wouldn't really be praying to be you know the new rock star because you don't have the desire i guess oh, well, i'm just talking good, out yeah, loud now yeah
2: that's a great example because because some kids these days that's what they want they want to be a rock star but right. they have talent yeah right? yeah so, some of them make it too <laughs> yeah and then and it really and then it really shows that they have no talent yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but they still I mean, it works <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, well, it works in an artificial way, I think. You mm-hmm. know, somebody once said the worst hell, uh, one of the worst hells you can experience is to get a job that you're not qualified for. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Thought,
2: oh, my God, that can be really awful. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, and you feel like you're an imposter, and everybody else starts to figure out, you know, you, know, you are. You right? <laughs> really are. Right? Yeah. 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 So,
1: you know, so- I want to bring you back to the previous. Okay. The, I know the priesthood of the holy order of man's and what that is and what, because priests, we talked about this before we got on the radio, what a trigger word that, that is. Oh, a priest. yeah, yeah. And, and yet in the way you are a priest and uh, I want you to explain to the holy order of man's what that is. And it is so different than uh, let's say what I grew up with, you know, what a priest oh, means yeah. to me. Right, so right. if if I can rewind you a little bit to explain that part <laughs> sure.
2: well we we uh the, the holy order of mans is uh falls under the category of mystical Christianity um and that means that uh, we regard the priesthood not as an institutional office but as a state of consciousness and we regard Christ as a as the Christ Consciousness and So a priest then becomes a a mediator for a higher consciousness, the Christ consciousness to come through in service to people. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what uh, uh, the priesthood is like um, a dedicated life. And once, when you really dedicate yourself to something, if it's real and if it's a, a real living thing, then it kind of takes you over, right? It mm-hmm. comes in. Something bigger than you starts to operate in and through you. And it's very distinctly, it's its you, but it's not you. Something much bigger than you. So, you know, and people have different words for it, like cosmic consciousness or Buddha consciousness, Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. And and an interesting thing that we teach, and it's not original to us by any means, but we regard Christ as the Son, S-O-N-S-U-N, of God. And the sun, S-U-N, is like the, the source of all life for this solar system. And, and we regard life as the power of life, the energizing life force. But it's not a blind force it's a force that's imbued with intelligence and just the way electricity is a power it also has an intelligence in it in that it can uh, that might get too technical but but it's there's an intelligence in this life force that imbues everything and that intelligence shows up as living things right Mm -hmm. the the, the way cells work the way that uh, that minerals are composed the way that uh, you know the the weather patterns of the planet the whole planet is a living thing and it's in that that intelligent life form is informed by the radiation the spiritual radiation of this thing we call the sun Now if a person has spiritual sight, and looks up in the sky at the sun and looks at it with their spiritual sight, they will see it entirely different than just a ball of light. They will see it as a, as a, uh, a, a an enormous center of activity, of intelligent activity that's surrounded and almost compacted with beings of all different kinds that act as, as mediators and, and channels for different aspects of this life energy to... To um, to energize every living thing on this planet, and and then you know, and those things can show up as nature spirits, for instance, or they can show up as angelic forms that that kind of come from above, so to speak, and and uh, can help us. But especially nature, you know, the, the nature spirits. I, I I live in nature most of the time because I I live a nomadic lifestyle. Um, I travel all around the country and uh, going to different events and, and also just mm-hmm. uh, friends and associates, you know, from the Holy order of man's and, and new people. But, uh, but I often, uh, I have a, a a camper van and, and I love to go out into as far away from civilization as possible and to be, to be out in nature and to really connect with the intelligence all around me. And every every single living plant seems to have its own little being that takes care of it, right? And um it's it's everything is alive. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah,
1: and everything is energy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But but it's not just it's not like the energy that comes out of a wall socket. You mm-hmm. know? Life energy has intelligence.
1: Yeah. And,
2: and and intelligence is just like uh, uh, the ability to process information. You know, a computer is intelligent, but it's the consciousness. That's
1: mm-hmm. awesome. Consciousness is a better word, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, well,
2: yeah but but it's the, but we have to use it because some people are conscious but not very intelligent.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah.
2: can't process the information, and they get yeah. in the all the time. Like, yeah. like me, like, you know, I, uh, when it comes to uh, managing money, it's like it's very, very, I, I have a very hard time processing that kind mm-hmm. of information. Other kinds of information I'm really good at processing, but no, yeah.
1: we're all like that, right? <laughs> we all, all have people. our strengths, yeah.
2: <laughs> we're good with money, and if you're not, get somebody who that is. is. yeah. yeah.
1: and give it to him ask him to hang on to it you know what i'm going to take a break right now and we'll be right back to talk more about mystical christianity
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. One thing's for certain life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit a view through the to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, and we're back with Metaphysics of View Through the Veil. And we're talking to Michael Marcial. And we've been talking about mystical Christianity. And he's talked about the priesthood of. Um. <laughs> Of the Holy Order of Man's. I was going to say the Priesthood of Man's, the Holy Order of Man's. Um, tell me more about the priesthood.
2: Okay. Well, you know, as I was saying before, I I, I spend a lot of time in nature, way out in nature. And uh, an incident happened uh, as I was driving across the middle of Nevada. This was about a year ago. And I was on my way to visit a friend of mine who's a park ranger up in Idaho. And this part of the highway, it's highway 50. It's, it goes from you know, right straight across the middle of the state. They call it the loneliest highway because yes. you can drive a hundred miles and there's not a gas station, not even a sign. Wow. It's just a long meditation. And mm-hmm. so I'm out there on this highway and just getting into the meditation of it. And I start to see, because I'm I'm looking at the land, and I all of a sudden my my spiritual sight opens up and I see lines of energy just below the surface of the of the of the ground, surface of the earth, to, to a depth of about six feet. There are these lines of energy that are like white and filament-like. And, but they're chaotic. They're just almost like they're in uh, under stress or mm. distress. And mm. it's like it, it reminded me of, of the fascia of the body that there's like the, the human body has this similar kind of layer that is, um, uh, I've heard is it plays a crucial role in the overall health of the body. And they're just now finding out more about it. Yeah. And, and so I'm seeing this like this is the fascia of the planet. And, but I could tell something was wrong because the energy was just too chaotic and too uh, under distress. So yeah. I opened my heart and just loved it. Just let the love pour out to it. In which case, immediately the lines started to flow. More like water, and they were continuous. They were no longer broken. They're, the chaos disappeared, and they were more like living forms, just more like what you would see on the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this female being showed up in my vision, in my inner vision, looked right at me, and said, "Who are you?" Yeah. Oh. So, whoa. Yeah. And and I mean, she was uh, and just because she was female didn't mean she was kind,
1: (laughs) caring mom. (laughs) Right, right. This
2: being looked like she could just as just as soon tear me to shreds as as be there. Right, and so but I was in awe because she was so real and so present. So immediately, I, I you know I I wanted to check this out with my own being, and and I go within. I call it the self with a capital S. I said, "Am I supposed to worship this this being?" And it's immediately I got, "No, no, don't worship her. You are of the Christ, which means the sun. You and and we regard our priesthood as a solar priesthood. Mm-hmm. So." So it was like, no, you are of the sun. Your job is to love her. So I opened my heart to her, and she was just like, just like so intensely aware of me and so attentive to me, and it was like this communion, but without words. And and then she was gone. And, and Do you it was know like, who she was, or I'm assuming that she was Gaia, uh-huh. or a planetary being. The, the mother nature, you know, for, <laughs> for a simpler word. And like, you know, right. I always learned right. as a kid, it's not nice to fool around. With nature, right? <laughs> true, true Now I know why, because yeah. <laughs> will, you yeah. will not like it. <laughs> yeah
1: Who are you? What are you Who doing? Are you? Yeah, like, you're, oh you're in my territory here. <laughs> yeah. That yeah.
2: made me back up a few steps, let me tell you. Wow. But, but so, okay, so on the heels of this. Uh, the following summer, I was up in the Uintas mountains in, in Utah hiking with a friend who's very psychically attuned and very, very clairvoyant and, and really is in tune with nature spirits. Mm -hmm. And so we're way up into this Canyon and there's this beautiful little stream and there's, you know, all socked in with aspens and, and we're totally alone and miles away from, you know, most people. And, so she says she starts becoming aware of the nature spirits that follow along the stream and all of the things that they're doing, the little jobs that they're doing. And uh, and as she tunes into it, I start to tune into it and I start to see them, you know, not really super clearly, but just enough to where I can see their forms and mm-hmm. and 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 she starts to explain to me that they that they are very much under stress because of this beetle infestation that's killed a lot of the trees pine beetles yes right and yeah, we
1: have them here and they've done devastation here oh, in colorado they yeah really
2: tear up the forest well is- that's stressing them and and i got to say the same sense that what was stressing out in the middle of nevada what was stressing the earth is more of a global thing you know that that our uneasy relationship mean our meaning human beings uh, were stressing the planet and so and this was became really obvious to me so these these nature spirits that i'm seeing now in the in this little glen um they're they're expressing the same kind of thing so because of the former experience the previous experience i had i went to the sun and allowed that solar energy that's not just solar, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's intelligence. It's the Christ consciousness. I let that shine through me to them. Mm -hmm. And my friend turned to me and said, I don't know what you just did, but they're saying, thank you.
1: Wow. And she didn't show up again to yell at you. (laughs)
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kind of glad yeah. Of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but, amazing.
2: So, so this, this to me, this is part of the solar priesthood, which, which is the Christ preacher, Which, you know, Jesus was a person who did this,
1: mm-hmm. right? And so Jesus and, was a teacher or a priest. And- yes. Yeah. In in the I was going to say in the order of man's now.
2: <laughs> oh no, that would yeah. be. Um, you know, we regarded him as the uh, as the head of our order, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Jesus would be you know uh, on the level of like Buddha or Lao Tzu or any of these right. great the
1: ultimate teacher.
2: Yeah. Yes, we're, you know I think the, the word the term I like is world teacher. Mm-hmm. Right, These are beings who have gone through so many incarnations and have have been prepared through countless lifetimes to take on that job to be a world teacher.
1: Right. And,
2: and, and then once they accomplish that, then they become what, you know, uh, some people call ascended masters. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Jesus now, as I as I have. I've had encounters with him similar to the encounters I the encounter I had in the desert with the planetary uh, yeah. yeah. So so that's the those beings are they no longer have to reincarnate they become what are called the elder brothers or the elder sisters of mm-hmm. humanity and they're there specifically to help keep us from blowing ourselves to smithereens or from killing each other you know Endlessly. I
1: hope they're very active right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, they
2: are.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah,
2: so that's what the, the, the priesthood that I'm a member of is, like I said before, is not an institutional office within a church or a religion. We're talking solar priesthood, planetary priesthood. This is, this is like a level of consciousness that a person can, if they, if they're really pursuing the path of service, can can receive from these higher beings the, mm-hmm. the authority and the uh, the sanction and and quite frankly some some rather astounding abilities to mm-hmm. that most people don't have because they're they're not they haven't dedicated themselves to service and so that kind of knowledge is kept from them as much as possible. Right. Because you don't want to give power to somebody who who just wants to use it for their own benefit, and at the expense of everyone else.
1: Or like, doesn't really hard. understand the balance of power.
2: Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, It's like giving a gun to a child or or a, a five hundred horsepower car to a teenager.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You just don't do that. Not if you care about the child, right? Or so, the, car. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all the
0: car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: But let different. me ask you though, because you do pull rituals and, and all from um Christianity, and one of them is communion.
2: Yes. Can yes. you
1: talk about that?
2: Yeah, well, the, the blood has been understood forever as being uh the seed of our consciousness. That that the, the blood carries our consciousness and and the way I like to think of it is that the blood picks up the information from our soul. I mean, it, you know, our soul is that uh, is that part of us that that goes from one lifetime to another. It's it's the coherent part of us. It's the thing that remembers all of our experiences, and and we use that as the the vehicle of our consciousness because we're always conscious mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, between lives in, in our life. You know, you know, unless we're so completely asleep because of distraction or whatever, we we are always a single person, and so that person part of us is the vehicle for that is our soul, the self or the person himself or herself is that is that uh, you could call it like a ball of awareness. You know this bright little shiny ball of awareness that that is able to travel. Who knows where? Who knows how? What the range of our of our uh, ability mm-hmm. to travel is? You know, I mean, we're here now, so we do it here now. And our, but our soul is that which carries those those characteristics that we develop over time. You know, whether. Yeah you know, whatever they are, whether it's, you know, some people are more, uh, have more facility with their mind. Other people have more facility with their heart. Some people have a great deal of facility with their will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all soul characteristics. And they all have to work together. But, you know, we, we concentrate in one area or another, in order to develop it, and eventually, to bring them all into balance, mm-hmm. and that's where we come into people like you know Jesus or Buddha or you know these great ones. They're people who have really done all that work to such a degree that they've lit themselves up on the inside so powerfully that they are, are no longer need a physical vehicle to work through. Yeah. So, so that's you know, that's what they do. You know, the rest of us, we we are stumble still- along. <laughs> when we need help we reach up right we christians reach up to christ and and buddhists reach up to to buddha uh you know and every religion has its own uh ultimate point of contact and Mm -hmm. they regard that as as their intermediary intermediary between them and the all right yeah so for Christians, it's Christ consciousness, and in all the stories of, of Jesus Christ's life, you know, it's all symbolic, and it all has meaning for each and every one of us. So we all have to go through the crucifixion, we all have to go through the baptism, but not the outer form so much as what those things mean. Thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <No kidding>. Whoa. <laughs> well, but, you know, who hasn't yeah. been gone to some form of crucifixion? You know, right. I mean Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I know. Um, when you talk about the um blood and in your book and in, in on your YouTube channel you talk about it as well, and what the blood does in the body. And then yeah. you use it that as an example of what it is also doing symbolically, or you don't like the word symbolically, but no, I do. So, I do. Oh, you do. Good. I'm going to give I, this back to you before I, you know, mess it up further. <laughs>
2: so, so, what is the blood? You know, the blood is uh, is so closely tied with the breath.
1: Hmm.
2: You see, in every religion, you know, especially in yoga there great deal of emphasis is put on the breath. And we talk about prana and you know, which is the life force that comes to us through the breath. But prana also like, like, like the solar energy is, is not just a blind force, it has intelligence in it. And so this intelligence that we breathe in is immediately imparted to the blood. That's what the lungs are all about. I mean, that's it's, it's mm-hmm. all one system. The circulatory system is, you know, the lungs are a part of that. So breath and blood are so closely energetically aligned because we take the vibrations out of the air mm-hmm. and bring them into the blood, and then the blood delivers those to the rest of the body, to all to the whole body. So and then and then it also picks up. Everything is used, you know, all the waste, and then brings it back to expel it. So, so when we talk about the blood in the communion, that's really what we're talking about. We're taking energy that has specific intelligence in it into our blood. It, we breathe it in. And, and then we become, literally, we become that and and also you know the oxygen in the blood is what is what uh, fuels our catalyzes our metabolism Mm -hmm. just like the you need air to stoke fire so you know in 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 the mystical teachings we talk a lot about the four elements this is air and fire you know, in the water part is the blood and the earth part is the body, you know, starting with the skeleton. You know, that's the solid part of us. So, yeah. so the, the, and the communion predates Christianity by, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing thousands of years. Right. That This is a, this is a sacred rite. And at the core of it, because because way back when, whenever it started, people were much more awake to to the spirit in the air and the spirit in, in the blood. And we the
1: have spirit. gotten dumber.
2: Oh, so, well, we've gotten <laughs> yes. smarter in, in a certain in an outer way. And now mm-hmm. we're coming back and combining the two. Yeah. And that's what's so exciting about being alive now, is mm-hmm. because we're right in the thick of that. I mean, that's what you and I are talking about right now, is taking this outer scientific knowledge and combining it, using it kind of like a flashlight to light up the mysteries, and using the flashlight of the mysteries to light up the science. Yeah. We're in this great, great um, time of amalgamating the two. Mm -hmm. And, And I think, you know, as these two different ways of knowing come together, something entirely new is going to emerge as a result.
1: It is fascinating right now.
2: It is what a is going on. Time to be alive. Yeah. Dangerous time to be alive, but a great time for you know for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Little stressful. <laughs>
2: little little, <laughs> little so, stressful. So to me, that is the priesthood. The priesthood is at the cutting edge of that because mm-hmm. we take this into our bodies, into our into our psyche. Into our into our lived experience, and we experiment. We're like alchemists. Priesthood is an alchemist mm-hmm. because we deal with transmutation, right? That's what we do. And and you don't have to be an ordained priest in a church or in a religion. That's that's not true at all. A lot of priests walking around because if you're doing that, if you're actively engaged in this inner alchemy, then you are a priest. In the real sense, so. In,
1: what in, is the definition of that priest? A, a person of service.
2: Well, it's an alchemist. It's mm-hmm. a shaman. Uh, it's a solar initiate. You know, mm-hmm. lots of different terms. But if you're if you're hooked into. And this is why I call it and not just me, but we call it the solar priesthood is because just like my experience in the desert, we're bringing that from which is above, literally you know the soul the, the solar, the that intelligence and life energy that fills the solar system, we're bringing that in and, and combining and and marrying that with the spirit of the earth with the, with the nature of the earth, the aliveness of the earth. So above,
1: yeah. above, so below.
2: It's exactly. and you
1: talk right. about bringing together heaven and earth.
2: Yes, and that's the yeah. sacred marriage. You mm-hmm. See, that's you know, my favorite. The core, the core of the teachings for, of Christianity for me are the Arthurian legends. There's the, there's so much sim- symbology. You got
1: to tell me what they are. <laughs> You're talking to a dumb person.
2: <laughs> the, one, the one that applies most succinctly is the bridal chamber, and and that's you know they talk about the sacred marriage, which is the divine masculine and the divine feminine, and you know in Jungian psychology they talk about the anima and the animus, and in each of us you know we we have both both polarities. Mm-hmm. We have all men have the feminine. And all women have the masculine. And, and, but because we're in these bodies, these particular bodies, we will manifest more of the one and less of the other. But the, but the, the goal is that sacred marriage of the two and becoming fully awake in our femininity and our masculinity. And, and that way we have the powers of both because they're two very distinctly different powers,
1: complementary. It's,
2: Yes, complementary.
1: Yeah,
2: and and when you have that, it's like, oh, you you have a lot to work with then.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of power.
2: Yeah, a lot of power to yeah. help you heal. Or you can have, you know, I we've we've all seen people who had great spiritual power fall off the horse mm-hmm. and use that power in ways that were very destructive. Yeah. yeah. They, take themselves down and they take a lot of people down with them. So that's the, you know, that's the part where we have to kind of police each other and make sure, Hey, you know, you stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of, Hey, you's out there too. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I only have, you know, I want to make sure, in fact, we probably should do this now. I want to go into so many other things and we're out of time, but I want to make sure people know where to get hold of you, that you are teaching and that you will, um, I'm going to call initiate people or bring them into the ability to do or to see or to merge with the energies as you can do. So yes. um, where can everybody get hold of you? And what do you have coming well,
2: up? Uh, primarily, uh, I have a website. It's com, All one mm-hmm. word, com.
1: You want to spell Maciel?
2: Yes, M-A-C-I-E-L.
1: Thanks. Thanks.
2: And and that's where you can see uh, everything that I'm doing right now. My current project is something I'm calling Radical Meditation. Mm-hmm. Because, like most people, I think I find meditation can be so boring. Right. So boring. <laughs> it's like I so with the training that I have, and I have lots of formal training in this. Uh, I have d- developed a way to meditate that will light you up from the inside and raise your energy level almost immediately. So that, because in, you know, why do we meditate? We want to, we want to get out of our rut, right? We mm-hmm. want to expand our consciousness. We have, we want to have a greater feeling of compassion or, or we want to see more, know more, or to just be a bigger, better person. And, but, but it takes energy to get out of the rut that we're in. Yeah. So, so I've, Developed way is to spike that energy enough to get to bounce you out of the rut and to make these other things more available, and then I give you ways in which to use them. Um, one of which is really fun. I call it car yoga, and it's ways.
1: <laughs> Since you're traveling the country, yeah, <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. It's and and I know it's risky putting it this way, but it's a way to meditate while you drive. Okay. I was
1: thinking about that when you were looking at the, um, the, you know, the nature spirits and the what I call the grid, the earth grid. Yes, And yes. I was thinking, ooh, it's a good thing that you weren't in on a busy road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I call it open-eyed meditation, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's a way to bring the meditative state into activity, into what you're doing. So instead of making you fuzzy or distracted, it makes you act, it actually makes you more intensely aware of what you're doing. No good seeing more of the full spectrum, you're seeing the spiritual aspect of what you're doing. So car yoga is one of the things that I offer. And I have I have some freebies. Uh, One of them is called open eyed meditation, which will give you kind of an idea of what this is all about.
1: And this is on your website?
2: Yes, michaelmacell.com, and there, you click on that. And also, uh, when you do opt in, then I, I put you on my mailing list, and I put out a daily, very short um, little inspirational or or just a consciousness exercise or, or a way to help you get more immediately in connection with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And you so- also have some YouTube channels. Yes, yes. Consolidating them is what you were saying, but you do have two YouTube channels that I've, you know, taken advantage of and listened to.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's The, <laughs> the Mystical Christ with Michael Maciel, is my YouTube channel. And uh, then there's a link there to a second one where I try to put my longer, uh, I teach classes on Zoom as well through the Holy Order of com. Mm-hmm. So, Holy Order of Mans, M A N S dot com. You click on that and then it'll take you to Zoom events and then it'll show you our calendar. And that's where I teach classes uh, for the order. But I'll also Mm -hmm. be teaching classes on my website as well. So stay tuned with me and I will keep you informed as to what what's available. Great.
1: Thank you so much for being on. And again, this is Barb Crowley, Metaphysics of View Through the Veil. You can get hold of me at aviewthroughtheveil.com or veil at gmail.com michael thanks so much for being here it's been fascinating
2: oh it's a lot of fun barb thank you for inviting me (laughs)
1: thanks take care bye-bye
0: thank you for joining us for metaphysics a view through the veil Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.